Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the 1099. As always, I am your host, Joseph Newt, and as always, I'm very glad you're here with me. And this week's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I want you to imagine me reading through my email, and occasionally I am graced with PR folk reaching out saying, hey, would you be interested in interviewing this person or this person? And uh, if you also know a thing or two about me, you know I, like a lot of freelance journalists out there, I do an uncomfortable amount of Fortnite content because that is what pays the bills. Uh, from IGN to GameSpot to Dexerto to Dot, Fortnite, doesn't matter if we're not even like a major player in the video game coverage space, Fortnite does numbers. And so sometimes I do, I do see in my inbox like, hey, here's something related to Fortnite. All right, I guess I should check it out. What is this? And uh, before you run away, I know you're probably thinking like, oh God, who from the Fortnite world is he interviewing? Uh, please don't be ninja or anything like that. But no, uh, this week on the 1099, I've got Jack, aka Scissors, from the FaZe Clan, a, a team of you know, Fortnite professionals uh, compete in competitive tournaments, as well as the Fortnite Creative Mode World Cup, which uh, is recently wrapping up here. And a couple of things really stood out to me uh, about the kind of pitch I was getting from his PR person. At first I shuddered because it involved t talking about uh, an Axe gaming contest, Axe like the deodorant and, and shampoo and body spray. Uh, but actually I, I read a little deeper and I'm like, okay, uh, he's, this is a contest where you get to be mentored by Jack uh, if you you know show promise in terms of wanting to be uh, have a career as a YouTuber or a streamer. Here's someone who will you know help guide you through that space, and you get to go to VidCon, which is wrapping up super recently here, just this past weekend. And I thought to myself, wow, what an interesting concept to think about uh, mentorship in a field that is predominantly very isolated. When you think about YouTubers or streamers, you think about a single person uh, uh, in a studio, usually alone by themselves. The big ones might have like a team of editors, but they're not like working in an office or anything like that. And it doesn't really match up with our typical idea of mentorship uh, when it comes to you know, putting in the hustle, but having someone there to guide you through. I know when I was starting out, of course, I, I looked for uh, as many people as I could to help me and guide me and ask just the basic dumb questions I needed to, to ask. Uh, I owe people like Charlie Hall from Polygon or Tim Turry or Ben Reeves from Game Informer. I owe them a lot and they were really mentors. So I wanted to ask Jack, aka Scissors, you know, what's it like to be a mentor in this kind of field? And, you know, did did you have any mentorship coming through this and like lessons that you, you should have learned earlier on maybe because you didn't have a mentor? But also talk about the FaZe Clan and, you know, what kind of guidance and mentorship do you get when you're part of a very exclusive club like that? You know, six to eight guys living in a house together uh, and, and collaborating on Fortnite content uh, day in and day out like you can only imagine having covered so damn much fortnite content over the last like two years really i think here not enough people really know about the fortnite uh, creative mode the mode where you basically like it's a kind of a, a play box islands and you can build your own obstacle courses or like alternate game things there's like fortnite pinball and uh, uh jack aka scissors is known for creating death runs these really interesting almost like ninja warrior style courses that very few people are ever able to truly uh complete and one of his courses was the like trial run for this creative world cup 
and I wanted to talk to him about, you know, what, whenever we think about competitive Fortnite, we think about the pro-am circuits and the competitive modes where people are doing the standard Fortnite battle royale thing, just shooting at each other. But I wanted to talk to him about like, what does it mean to be a creative World Cup level designer? And what does a professional creative mode competitor look like? And what do you need to think about uh, and, and really gauge the different side of that massive Fortnite machine, you know? So hopefully I've made it a somewhat more interesting talk than some other Fortnite interviews might be, and I hope you get something out of it too. Even in a realm like Fortnite, which, you know, of course is, is just growing incredibly mainstream more and more every day, there's still little human stories to talk about, and there's still, even in people like uh, scissors, there's stories to tell that show us hustle and character and teamwork needed to succeed in an environment like this. So one other quick note here before we jump into the episode, I just want to let y'all know, sorry about some of the audio kind of hiccups here and there. Unfortunately, Jack was at VidCon, of course, and it wasn't the greatest location to record. I was, of course, here at home, and we were doing this over our typical Zencaster kind of Google Hangouts recording tool. So you might hear a few hiccups along the way, but it's not that bad, and honestly, it's a thousand times better than I thought it was gonna be with like crowd noise and whatnot. So sorry about that, and hopefully you enjoy all the same. Jack, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. I should ask, do you, when you are representing yourself, do you prefer to be called Jack or Scissors or what? Jack, Scissors, Face Scissors, Sizz. It's really up to, you know, whatever you want to say. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show, especially during a VidCon. I know it's uh, some of the busiest time of the year for mm-hmm. streamers and, and folks like yourself. So I really appreciate getting some of your time. Of course. And, uh, uh, Today, I really wanted to get a better idea of uh, what life is like working with, you know, the Fortnite Creative Cup mm-hmm. and team team building with FaZe. And, you know, I when Victoria, your your lovely PR person, emailed me about mm-hmm. this, I almost was like, mm, Fortnite. OK, it's funny because I, I like 50 percent of my job as a games journalist is covering Fortnite and doing like, of course, you know, very straightforward. Like, where is Fortnite 37? You know, uh, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. So it, of course, it, of course. It, it pays, I mean, that's what gets attention. Yeah, it pays my bills, too. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. But uh mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought like, okay, this is cool. There is, we're brought together today in part because of this Axe Gaming contest, uh, which is already over. You've chosen the winner. And I thought it was just really interesting reading, you know, Victoria's spiel about it, um, using the word like a mentorship and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of giving a person who has shown dedication or like a drive to make a, a career in streaming or just like online media happen. Yep. And uh, so tell me, I guess let's start off. Tell me what about that spoke to you and is mentorship something that's really important to you in your career or life? I mean, everybody has all kinds of different mentors. I mean, uh, whether or not it's just someone that you look up to and like can take something away from or someone who's going to look over your shoulder and kind of guide you through, you know, what you're doing and what you have passions for. I've, 
helped a lot of kids out, um, especially with my death runs recently. Um, you know, finding someone who's going to be really good at something and blow up their social media, kind of like help up, help their, you know, careers grow and get their foot in the door. So this was a perfect opportunity to find someone like Scott, who's really creative in the game, who also shares that same passion for gaming that I have and really gives their all and puts everything into what they have and just be their confident self. So finding someone like Scott and helping him win and kind of grow his social medias is just the perfect fit working with Axe Gaming for this. And, you know, I it's curious to think about mentorship in the realm of being a streamer or a YouTuber, and it's often regarded as such a like individualistic and like kind of isolated uh, uh, job, you know, maybe you have like, if you're a big star, you might have like an editor or maybe you're part of a uh, media mm -hmm. team like Rooster Teeth or something like that. But yeah, a lot of, but yeah. even, even a lot of big YouTubers and streamers kind of do this. They're on their own. They're on their own. So yep. like what, what is mentorship like in such a profession like that? Um, I mean, it's really nice because Everybody kind of went through the same thing. Every big YouTuber, streamer, content creator out there kind of went through the same process of starting out small, you know, growing there. Everybody started somewhere is what I'm trying to say here. So everyone can relate to that feeling and knowing where people are at when they're just getting their foot in the door and how hard it is. So having a mentor and someone who's already kind of established their own presence online, having someone in that realm really helps out a smaller younger maybe um less educated on the you know in the space really helps out those uh beginners out so mentorship played a huge part in my role or like in my life because i had phase banks and phase temper um tommy and ricky kind of like bring me into phase set me up with everything i need and really just help me out a lot and get my foot in the door and help me get a better understanding of the space how it works i already had learned or taught myself a lot about that but Having someone who's already gone through it for so long just really takes your career to the next level, I want to say. When you were just starting out, um, and and obviously no one is quite sure like what path their career is going to take, what were some of the the hard lessons you had to learn that you kind of wish you maybe had like a guiding hand for? Um, definitely a lot more of kind of, you know, right away being a young kid, getting, you know, offers and brand deals and not really knowing where to go and you know the financial side of things having someone who's already gone through that step and being kind of like an entrepreneur giving you advice like legal advice and financial advice that's kind of where i feel a lot of younger kids in this space get lost at and they don't get that help out early enough um as they should well uh, can you elaborate on that i i'd be curious to know just like you know trying to set up an LLC and get a financial advisor and just, you know, be smart with your money is what I'm saying. Yeah. I luckily was, you know, had great parents and great help young and starting out, but I feel a lot of content creators and people just getting started don't really understand that side of things as they're just trying to treat it. If it, if it turns quickly from a hobby to a career, they can get overwhelmed and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I know that all too well, uh, running a podcast and mm -hmm. balancing a freelance career. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can assume. Everybody went through it, though. <laughs> it's the, I think the toughest part of it, of course, is just meeting meeting your own personal deadlines when you don't necessarily have like a boss or, or yeah, a massive for sure. It, it's tough for to say, sure. like, I've got to upload something. And keep that motivation going and that drive. But that's really, really needed nowadays you know you got to be consistent you have to be active you can't let your um 
you know, growth go stagnant or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, and you make the the great point about the more like business side of it, like forming an LLC. Uh, it, I in college, I me and another students uh, formed a like student games journalism outlet because we we recognized mm-hmm. that there was nothing for us with like the newspaper and the magazine and the and the radio program. True, they true, had. Yeah. And the toughest part of that, honestly, yep. was like navigating the more business or like uh, organizational side of the university and saying like, okay, we need, we need exactly. like a, a charter that shows like what our overall mission is and everything like that. And navigating that. Yeah. Was the time I was so grateful to have professors who actually like seemed to mm-hmm. give a crap. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have that insight or that help initially, it can be really overwhelming. You mentioned your parents too. Uh, I, I got to ask, like, were they or like some other adult figure in your uh, youth a, a really meaningful mentor? Oh, for sure. My dad, I mean, ever since I was, you know, ever since I could remember, my dad has always driven the work hard now and play, you know, play hard later. Just got to get your work done. Always give me that, you know, drive and motivation to just give it my all 110%. Like he was that really awesome father figure like helped me through sports helped me just pretty much through everything just making sure that i was trying my best giving my all everything i did what uh like what were what was maybe i think every kid who has a involved parent like that maybe has mm-hmm. one memory that like really highlights like my dad mm-hmm. you know my dad my dad would bring me to, out to his truck yard and like make me mow a like yeah. football size <laughs> no, kind of nothing character stuff like that yeah um i wouldn't say he um, I didn't, he didn't take me out to a farm and whatnot, but, uh, I think one time when I was trying out for a hockey team and I was just really discouraged and not, you know, confident in my ability, he just kind of, I, I remember specifically making that team because he, you know, inspired me so much to give my all and just try and make sure that I was just being 110% the best possible version I could be. And he's always, you know, driven that in me, but, um, making that team and feeling that, support from him really just kind of boosts my confidence as as you've you, you've got the winner of this contest i i, I missed his name what, what was it scott scott uh you've yep. got him there at vidcon with you right yeah he's actually flown out we met for the first time um when i rated him and hosted his live stream and everything uh, right after he won the hex gaming contest and it was super cool to meet him uh, kind of virtually and now meeting him at vidcon is going to be awesome we're going to be streaming a little bit later it's going to be gonna be a fun uh, little event we got going on here we'll uh we'll touch on like some more of the phase side of things but i i am curious to to ask is this like the first major time you've been able to like mentor someone one-on-one um are, are you learning anything about like the the rigors of of helping someone along the way um no i've never um taken someone under me as like an apprentice per se like officially obviously i've helped a lot of people out um i've grown social medias i've you know, a lot of my smaller stream friends and YouTuber friends uh, always reach out in DMs and I'll give them sound advice or they might want help with this or that. But this is the first time um, Scott is, I guess, I'd be his first mentor I've seen myself as. So it's kind of cool to be able to, you know, help him out in any way I can. And now meeting him in person just um, kind of solidifies that relationship we're starting. And I can definitely... Uh, see ourselves working on a creative project together in this near future. That's great. I, uh, one of, one of the most important parts of my career growing up and, and trying to make or break in games media has been, um, I, I, and I've told this story Mm -hmm. before on the podcast, but, 
uh, Charlie Hall, who is a features writer for Polygon.com, uh, I went to some silly, like how to break into games journalism panel that he was on, like back mm-hmm. in probably 2014. And, uh, oh, uh, and he told me like, Hey, don't go to PAX. Don't go to E3, go to uh, the game developers conference in San Francisco, which is a really cool, like very businessy, yeah. very businessy, very developer friendly kind of uh, conference. And he was right. Okay. It, 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 having someone like that kind of direct you in a show. For sure. Like, I, For I can only sure. imagine at a place like VidCon where like the the sea of people and opportunities laying before you. Oh, yeah. Having someone being able to guide yeah. you along must be really important. Oh, for sure. I can only imagine how like how much that helped you. But then, like you said, VidCon, where it's kind of fan driven and fan based. So having someone to, you know, kind of keep you calm and understand what's going on and help them out a little bit should be fun. And yeah, so let, let's move on into phase. Um, I, I love the idea. Like I, of course, having having covered Fortnite since it, it you know, broke out and got big, um, I, of course, we, we know folks like Ninja and individual stars, like we were mentioning before, the, the very like individuality kind of heavy aspect of it. But I am curious to know, like, uh, what what drove you to join uh, FaZe Clan and what kind of like more, I suppose, team oriented mentorship or guidance does it kind of provide for you? Um, well, I've been meaning and wanting to join since as long as I can remember watching the videos back in 2012 and whatnot. I've kind of always been a part of that community but never um, thought or saw myself actually being able to join and be a part of it. So initially, you know, kind of being friends and getting my foot in the door as an individual content creator was kind of fun because I got to meet new people and I actually ended up being, you know, friends with a few people in phase. They weren't like the people I'm living with now, but kind of just game and having fun with them. And, uh, you know, as soon as I got the offer to actually join, I just instantly knew that I wanted to because it's been a dream and a goal of mine for so long because now I'm able to, like you said, have those mentors, those people who've been doing this whole content creation thing for seven, eight years already. They already have so much experience. They know what they're doing. And on top of that, now kind of they started as my, my, my mentors, I want to say, even before I even were friends with them or talked to them. And now... Um, they're my friends and I'm living with them being able to, you know, cross promote, you know, help each other out in any way we want. Everybody's always texting the group chat. Hey, if anybody needs help with a video today, you know, I'll be free this, this, and this time reach out. Everyone's always just the best part about it is being able to live with people who do the same thing as you. You can relate to them. Um, they're your friend and they always are just supportive of you. So having that kind of, um, teamwork just really helps morale around the house and pushes you to want to be more successful and do whatever you're passionate about really it's always curious to hear when someone you know says like oh i used to watch this show exactly i used to like go go to this site and then here i am five six seven ten years later uh, actually being a part of it yeah no we me and my friends i mean me and lucas uh blaze and other guys at the house have had this conversation like i used to watch you i called into their podcast and was on their podcast as a fan. Um, and now we're good friends and living together, just kind of doing our thing here out in LA. So it's, it's a pretty cool story, but that's, that's what phase is all about. People who really love the organization and really want to join. Um, that's kind of what it's all about. 
Is there a, is there kind of a, when you get to be a more senior member of a group like phase, uh, do people, are, are people like kind of encouraged to like mm -hmm. say, Hey, yeah, we've got a, a new member coming in. Um, it's on us to, uh, to mentor them and help like grow them up. So they help us as a whole. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's kind of just a, an unspoken bond that we kind of just do. If we see someone who's going to represent what we want to represent and, you know, join what we have here and work working together, then obviously we're going to support them and we're going to, you know, help them as much as we can. I remember, you know, the first time High Sky and his family came out to the house, they all were so happy and loving it. And we just kind of pushed everything. I remember Sway joining, Mega jo I mean, anytime, we, even when I joined, just you're overwhelmed with excitement because of, you know, you, again, you look up to a lot of these people and now they're welcoming you, they're reaching out to you, asking if you need help with anything. So it's kind of just a really overwhelmingly positive experience joining um, an organization like FaZe. That's awesome. And I gotta, I gotta wonder too. Like we were mentioning earlier, um, one of the toughest parts of being a, a media content creator and, and you know striking out, especially even with mm -hmm. even with a, a crew like Phase, is work life balance and oh, for uh, sure. pushing yourself to like hit your goals, of course, but also not burning yourself out like so many people mm -hmm. do. Um, exactly. Fortnite or otherwise. And, yep. uh, what kind of work-life balance are you able to strike with phase and, and mixing that with your individual goal goals? I noticed like you posted a video, yep. uh, the other day, like apologizing for not posting a new creative map. <laughs> day. And, like I felt, I felt that in my yeah, bones. Jack. Yeah, no, I just, this past, um, month, I want to say, um, it hasn't been a vacation, but I've definitely allowed myself to take a lot more vacation days just because I want to say for the past three years, as long as I can remember, I was uploading a new YouTube video every single day. And then I started streaming every single day on top of that. And um, I've obviously experienced burnout before and tried to slow down. But now um, being with FaZe and having the opportunities that I do, I'm able to afford to take a few more days, find that kind of balance because I didn't really have that before. It was all work all the time and um you know that's again that's kind of what you need that mindset nowadays if you're in this space and um you know stay quote unquote relevant and work your you know community as as best you can but um now i'm able to take like i said a few days off here and there and i just felt the need to apologize because i'd promised everyday content but um, i've really found that kind of private life personal life and um entertainment life that that um perfect balance of work hard play hard kind of <laughs> yeah i i mean like i i just moved to, to los angeles about a month and a half ago so um balancing mm -hmm. that balancing that and like just all the logistics uh getting I mean, myself up with like you know california insurance and whatnot exactly. moving from moving from the midwest it was so funny like hitting that California weather, I swear to God, gave me like a flu right away <laughs> just because of the, the like stark difference from like yeah. Illinois Midwest heat to West coast heat. Yeah, no, it's, it's humid where we come from. It's not, not the best weather. <laughs> and I think you, uh, if I read correctly, you, you were originally from Minnesota, right? Correct. Midwestern boys. Well, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I, uh, I miss, I miss very fat, large, like cheeseburgers. Oh, that trust me. I just got done visiting and I just ate the fattest cheeseburger. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, uh, I, I asked because like I actually interned in Minneapolis, um, really? for Game Informer magazine back in 2015. And, awesome. uh, I fell in love with that city, fell in love with the area around there. Um, we lived, we lived about 20 minutes outside, and I can't remember the exact name of the town. Cause it was one of those things where like, you're in Minneapolis, but you're actually in another town kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. Uh, what a great state. And I actually, I wanted to settle there, but. Oh no, it's a beautiful place, but the winters are just way too brutal for me to ever yeah. want to live yeah. there year round. Maybe I'll get a summer house in the spring, summer or something like that. But I don't, I don't know if I could ever live there full year round again. The winter's just too brutal. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about creative mode and the Fortnite creative world cup. Okay. Um, as as someone who has covered uh, Fortnite, I I of course like I have to I have to gauge the interest of my readers or my listeners and say like okay is this like new Fortnite thing event update whatever is this worth covering because there's just so much um, to parse through of course yeah there is always new content always new stuff to cover so it is tough definitely figuring it out yeah. and uh, and and what struck me about it is of course like the, this creative aspect it's much more community focused than anything in the battle royale yep. side of it of course and so. I guess let's start with a basic question here of what made you want to start uh, uh, doing, you know, professional content creation in this creative mode? Um, and, and where did the ideas for these death runs originate too? I've always, I mean, loved playing Fortnite, obviously. So just falling in love with the game make, made me want to have more to do in it. And this was, you know, kind of right when the game came out, I kept asking myself why... Isn't there a sandbox mode or something I can go create and build something in? Like you have the ability to build, but only for a select, like only for a battle royale game. Where's my creative builds at? You know, I was trying to get that creativity out in the game because I used to grow up playing uh, Halo and I guess some Minecraft, not really here and there, but just games that you build and create things in. And Halo, I would use that Halo Forge mode to make race tracks and parkour jumps and new game mode so having that love for a game like fortnite not having the ability to you know do other things within it was kind of annoying so i've been i've been pretty much building and creating things since before you know playground mode ever even came out um yeah no i i've always tried to you know find something creative in the game and that was for me back in halo forge you were able to create your own racetracks create your own you know, game modes and kind of had so much creative power to just make whatever you want with any mechanics they had in the game. So falling in love with Fortnite, I was always trying to find or ask for a sandbox mode, a creative mode. And um, I was kind of making these death runs, these maps, these creative, uh, you know, these creations. And even back in playground mode, I was making them before uh, you were able to even share them with friends or have other people play them. It was literally something I would hop into a lobby only at an hour to find your materials, get everything together, build the map, and play it all in one hour. And I was even making those back in the day. And some of those content creation pieces blew up in some of the most viewed videos on my channel still. So I've always asked for creative mode, something that I would be able to share with my subscribers and have them play because people would always love watching the content and me doing it solo. So being able to share it with them that much just makes content that much better. 
You know, I always appreciate it when uh, game developers will put a creative mode of sorts into their game because it, 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 it's not exactly. a, it's not a one to one, but it does give players a window into sort of some of the some of the principles of game development. Like, okay, I, I, yeah, I, I have to make yeah. this engaging but accessible, but also like challenging enough. Yeah, it gives you a basic understanding of uh, you know what it might be like. Yeah, and so like I mean, what does it mean to be a professional in the creative world? Cup? Like I know you, your, your course, one of your courses was like one of the first trial runs. And so mm -hmm. what are the things that you ultimately have to think about when you're taking another person's tools and trying to make a, a functioning, uh, piece of game out of, you Yeah. Know? Um, I kind of just think about, okay, so if I had to play this or if I had to do this certain scenario, how can I make it you know, challenging yet fun in a way. And I try and look at it from the player's perspective. That gives me the best understanding of how I want to go about building it, you know, what tools I might want to use. Um, I kind of just grab something um, within the game that allows me to build, like whether it be one of the wacky items or, you know, I, I just find an item in game and I kind of run with the idea and I just go with it. And I kind of change and adapt it um, just to make it more fun, engaging, exciting. And obviously, a difficulty level is something that really uh, a lot of people are passionate about uh, when it comes to my maps. A lot of people really don't like how tough I make my courses, <laughs> but it's kind of something that it's, you know, makes it more fun for the viewer. Uh, the the death runs is kind of a fun idea just because like, it, it's almost like, you ever watch uh, Ninja Warrior? Exactly the idea that I was going for, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just the idea the that like go three through. people are going to make it to the end of this thing, but yep. that's okay because we're going to enjoy watching 97 other people exactly, fail. Exactly, exactly. Oh, you only get to watch the best of the best, and those people get the best content and get the most out of it. Like I've, you know, kind of going back to the mentor thing, I haven't mentored a lot of my winners, but I, I you know, I've talked to them, helped them out. They've won a lot of money from my contest. They've grown hundreds of thousands of followers in social media. So it's kind of always been this, you know, helping people out, find their, you know, someone who's really passionate about something and, you know, give them that boost. And again, that's exactly what I've already been doing. So teaming up with Axe Gaming was the perfect um, kind of segue into my next contest in my next event and then dragging the the axe contest winner to a place exactly. like VidCon, like are you exactly. ready are, are you ready for the real death <laughs> yeah, run exactly <laughs> oh it's awesome so uh, of course you can't talk about Fortnite without like discussing the the future of it and how of course it, it's exploded yep. in popularity and it's it's its own business now it's allowed epic games to to expand mm -hmm. in so many ways and i do got to wonder from your perspective um do you think like the unique individuality of the creative world cup and all these uh creative mode levels uh could that give it legs for future tournaments like do you think that this could be something as hotly watched or attended as a like fortnite pro-am or any other sort of uh fortnite battle royale tournament i think 100 percent as the game develops and there's new ways of creating things and you know you look at creative mode when it came out versus what it is now and there's just so many more features. Who knows what creative tools they might give us and how creative we can get with these things because there's other game modes that are able to be played. There's other, you know, there's there could be tournaments for, um, you know, entirely different game modes, not even a battle royale, but it could be a smaller, different built map even. It could be 
Um, who knows what uh, is in store for the future and the creative side of things, because there's just so much that might, you know, so much potential, I should say, that they could give everybody. Jack, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I, I guess we'll close with, we'll close with, you know, wh whether it's being a mentor or uh, participating in work with the FaZe Clan, um, where do you hope things go in the immediate future? What are the next couple steps for you? Um, I'm just going to keep doing what I love and what I'm passionate about. And that's kind of what um, I've been doing all my life. So it's going to be a whole lot of the same, but going to sprinkle in some new stuff here and there. And I'm excited to just kind of show everybody what I'm, I'm made of and what, what's coming for the future. A few top secret things, but <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Yep. There's always got to be a few top secret things exactly. I've, I've found. Yes. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us here on the 1099. And folks, every Monday, you can find a new episode here on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and elsewhere. And thanks so much.